Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? I shot a a short film with my neighbor, Kirk Larson, this weekend. Was it a short film because you were in it? (laughs) Go fuck yourself. (laughs) And I was sitting on um, an incline for quite a while, full of rocks and stuff. My fucking b-hole is terrorized. <laughs> like it still hurts. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm like really sore, and then the top of my head got all burnt through the through the thinning hair that I had. Right. And it's the type of problem that you would you said is correct, where I don't get any sympathy. No, just laughed at. But it, yeah, but yeah. it also takes my quality of life down about like twelve percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. it hurts to wear a hat. Yeah, and that's not good. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben Kissel with Henry Zabrowski. Yay. And Marcus Parks is joining us today. Oh, yeah. We're all here in the Los Angeles studio together. Oh, yeah. my. This Los Angeles studio, I have to say, it smells totally wholesome and good. You mean it's like, I don't think Holden. No, I mean. No, it's because Holden fucking McNeely was staying here from Roundtable Gentleman and Wizard of the Bruiser. He was living here, and it, you know how he goes, where he was right. like, hey, you got me the fucking hookup with the fucking nugget. This week, man, it's just like you don't need a hookup. No, not at all. It's Los Angeles. You just go to the store. You go to the store. Right. You just get it. And he, so, but he just blasted it out in here. Just every day, he's just like, I don't got my fucking girlfriend here, man. I got it, my inflatable bed. I got my fucking towel seem, for a shower, man. It's he all seemed I like really happy with the inflatable bed, like overjoyed. He was just like, it's just totally good, man. Because think about inflatable bed, man. It goes anywhere you want to fucking put it, man. It's like, yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> The joys of the friendship that we all share with Holder McNeely. Absolutely. It is funny how much you hate seeing him remotely close to happy. It's, it's grating. Yeah. <laughs> I get it's hurt, it. it hurts the soul. But it's good to have everyone here on it's good to have everybody here on the whistle. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. good to be here, this man. Is Tupac's fucking realm, dude. Yeah, man. I can't wait. And I can't wait for part three. We're going to get to the murders, so no need to freak out. I promise you it will be covered. We tried another narrative form. Yeah. And I'm sorry that change is difficult for some, but it will be fine. It's not even a different narrative form. I mean, it's still a linear story, but you still have to explain who the the players are in the story. And in order to explain who the players are in the story, you have to explain how we know who the players are in the story. You are culpable, Marcus. (laughs) It's Um, not a different narrative form at all. But we also exact same. I think we do. I'm going to give a little bit of a caveat here for this episode. Spoiler alert: We're going to talk a little bit about the movie Hereditary because we all three saw it. Yeah. 
if you haven't seen it yet, go see it and then come back and listen to this episode. Yeah, pause I don't know. it. Yeah, pause it. Tell your family to just shut the fuck up <laughs> for a second. Go over it. Honestly, do what I did. I had a couple of pretty solid edibles. I got these little oh. gummy squares. They're like little gum. Ten like, milligrams? There were five milligrams each, but I Good. did two of them because that's kind of my norm. Right. Uh, that'd be cool. And then what I knew, my favorite thing to do is I bring my fucking packs into the free ads. Please buy ads for us packs. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I take it into the bathroom and I do a thing where I did now with Natalie. It's like fun because I go, I go, I have to take a pee and I go wink, 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 wink. And she's like, just say you're going to smoke weed in the bathroom. Right. Because what I do is I go into the <laughs> stall right before the movie and yeah. I, I vape it up right. in the stall. You could probably just do that in the theater. No, you can't smoke inside. You're not supposed to smoke inside. Really? But I'm it's fucking, just the vape. I'm I mean, fucking reckless fucking records, man. Ruthless records. I guess so. You want to get like PB or Herman, but instead of looking at smut, you're like smoking weed in the back of a movie theater? Yeah. I don't think that that's so bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's definitely not you, ruthless records level. No, on, I don't think so. Let me have this. No. This is all I have. But it's like we're out here. Yeah. And so I got really high for it, which in the end was like. A massive mistake. You think so? Yeah. Well, it's because um, we'll I talk. Like so we're, I guess we're gonna get into. We this. can get yeah. into it. I saw it at uh, at Nighthawk Cinemas in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Had a couple of beers, a couple of whiskeys, a couple of tater tots, and some beef jerky, and it was uh, it was a great experience, <laughs> it's man. Fantastic! I yeah. can imagine I actually, going and seeing that movie high. That I, sounds like a fucking terrifying well, nightmare. Uh, so, I got so much beef jerky. I do have to clarify because I kept on writing it down. We got three beef jerkies, and then. The second time she came back and she's like, did you really want more beef jerky? Like, did, I, yeah. I, did I stutter when I wrote it down? When I wrote it down. Yeah. Well, it probably did look like it was like stuttered. Um, You're just grabbing beef jerky from other places. Nighthawk is specifically very good jerky. Oh, so good. It's you wet. turn me on to that. Yes. I get popcorn and beef jerky whenever I go and I get a, I get a fucking couple of slammers. Those six oh point beers are so good. So oh, so good. So, Would you say, though, that that uh, Hereditary is one of the more divisive movies that I've heard of in, a, in quite a while. I guess so. It's one of those, when I came out of it, there was there was a scene at the end of Hereditary where Natalie and I literally were gripping each other so hard, and I was involuntarily going, oh, like I started yelling, which was I never the, do. Was, again, spoiler alert, was this when she was like taking the, what I believe to be clay wire. I think she used that to, yeah. It was like the worst kind of flossing. That was, because she was that was awesome. By then, I was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty because yeah. once it clicked into like the second half of the third act, where it just goes ape shit, yeah. I was just like, man. I find that that is the divisive part of the movie. But the part that scared but me was when she they... was when she was doing the fucking crouching tiger up oh, on yeah. the back of the wall, and then ran at him through the house, like her son. Where yeah, we were dude. both like, oh, like starting to scream. Well, we've all been we've all been there. Yeah, we've all had our parents chase us down the hallway. Oh yeah, know, in a silent floating way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's always <laughs> yeah. super no. creepy, no sound, yeah. kind of swimming in the air, which was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. what, what's the name of that lead actress? Uh, that would be Tony Collette. Tony she was, Collette. She yeah. crushed it. Man. Crushed now, it. I'm just super pissed because we know she's going to be nominated for like comedy of the year <laughs> because they refuse to recognize horror as it's a drama. genre. It's drama. It'll be a drama. Yeah, maybe it'll be a drama. All yeah. horror to me, the best horror, and that's what Hereditary did really well is that it is drama with very high stakes and so you basically take anything that's like where exorcist worked really well or get out where it has themes right where it's trying to express and there's like an idea there's like a hook but at the same time it's it's drama turned up to 15 because the stakes are life and death and and you're yeah. adding maybe a supernatural element but that's what it, to me when horror is at its best yeah which is stuff like this movie which again i don't know why is so divisive I don't it's because it, it's genuinely very scary except for the fact that hype ruined 
ruins things for people ruins because yeah. everyone needs to. I don't but, know why uh, I everyone the, feels like they need to support when that, some conversation. I think, of, I think one of the reasons why like drama, uh, why horror doesn't do as well with like dramatic critics is because for some stupid fucking reason, everybody has to relate to everything. Like yes. everybody, it has to all be about them. And if they can't, if it's not a specific situation, like a boring fucking situation that they can plug into their own lives, yeah. they, they don't get it and they think it has no worth, which is. I mean, who can't relate to a peanut allergy? That's what the girl had. Everyone has a peanut allergy. That was the that was pretty badass, though. Again, huge spoiler alert. But when her head got popped off, I in mean, that, in that post, I was like, "This is so crazy!" Another round of beef jerky, please. A part of what we were talking about with the movie when Natalie and I like after because by that point we're just like. <sighs> because she's when she get her head knocked off, and it's got that scene of like that I was minute totally stunned though. of that kid of, of the, her son just like staring and realizing what he did. And, and I think well, they did the that scene perfectly. Right? I think they did that scene perfectly yeah. because he was obviously still stoned. Like he had that look on his face, like you know when you're stoned and you oh, yes. fuck up well, so bad. Because well, it's did like, the is this real? Him then? No, 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 That's, no. I thought the spirit went into him, the See, one that was in the girl. That all hinges on the ritual at the end. The ritual at the end was supposed right. to be switching... Switching so he was her just stone that that was that's what that was yeah yeah oh he was just super stoned and just trying to figure out what the fuck just happened because his reaction was not exactly about to save a life it's like when you do you know like have you ever had a uh, life changing injury like honestly like had a thing that then has haunted you ever since like when I cut the tip of my thumb off where it's like there's like a hot second where it's like I cut an inch of my thumb off and then you're looking at it for a while being like is this real yeah. right. did I just really fuck up this bad like how bad is this can't be that bad and yeah. then he turns around and all of a sudden you fucking knock your sister's head off right it's so like he that was a great moment mm -hmm. that was interesting man i mean i got a basketball my knee is hurting me <laughs> i've been doing some layups and i've been shooting with my left hand for my left-handed layups and nice it's great i really no, gotta see you pain. do this yeah yeah yeah, yeah let's go let's go ball <laughs> let's go ball yeah. i didn't bring it with me to la because i'm not like special needs yeah. like, you're I can't just travel with the basketball everywhere. Although it's my basketball. Yeah. Have you seen my basketball? Like, uh, like uh, what is it? Something about Mary? Like the brother and something about Mary? Yeah, baseball? You have my baseball? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I no. think when the girl's head got fucking knocked clean off, like they didn't, because you think like it's just going to be something that they forget about that they're not going to show because the kid goes home with the body still in the car and then just right. goes to bed and you think like, okay, That's she's screaming off, she's screaming off screen, we're not going to see it and then yeah. they fucking hard cut to the little girl's head yeah. covered in ants which is a ring the cut that's what I liked about it that, that was, it was cool. like the fucking it was like the cutting to the victim where it was such a punch in the fucking gut I yeah. don't understand why he just went to bed though yeah. like I, I just feel oh, like shock. make up mom yeah I just, I don't know if you would get a great night's sleep. He seemed to sleep well. well he, but that's also like part of the themes of the movie, or at least as far as the themes of that character, is the refusal to take responsibility. Yes. Right. All of them not looking at what's happening in the house yeah. and, and not, not understanding what's growing. Uh, but I yeah. think that's a part of but that part of the movie. We were so exhausted emotionally. And that, that was only I, 45 minutes in. Yeah. And so a part of it's like like the movie Killing of a Sacred Deer. It was a uh, semi-supernatural movie that was based most, mostly upon the fear of like your family and fear of like um, emotional trauma. Mm -hmm. And that, that's kind of what was the dark driving aspect of that movie. So so after Killing of Sacred Deer, it was like Jackie and I watched it in the middle of a Sunday afternoon and we were just traumatized. We're just like, oh, what the fuck did I just put in my brain? In the middle of Hereditary, we're 
we're like, I'm so exhausted emotionally. The fact that it goes super gonzo at the end for me is what yeah. saves the movie. Yeah. Is yeah. It makes it not just a cry fest, not just but, a like Lars von Trier, how deep can we twist your emotions? It's yeah. now like, okay, you jumped into genre in a way that I fucking love. But what, some people were like, they were like in the scene Dumb and Dumber when they got two paths and they're like, uh-huh. well, let's go to Colorado. And they're like, John Denver's full of shit. Like a lot of people, <laughs> that was where they, they started to hate the movie. Yeah, but I, I'm but not, I don't get it. I agree when the little girl's head got caught. Uh, yeah, that, and that's like but, halfway through and then well, it, no. either you loved it from there or that's where people s- started to change. I was unsure uh, at that moment. Like when that happened, because, you know, when it started getting uh, all of like the grief stuff, yeah, uh, I was at when the grief stuff started happening. I was like, OK, this is like there needs to be something else here. Uh, and then when the supernatural stuff started, when uh, the uh, other woman, the, the other Joan. witch, the undercover oh, witch. That was so fucking yeah, undercover good. witch yeah. needs to be a show. <laughs> Immediately make that happen. The whole time with that too, when, when Joan and her becoming friends, I was like, "Is this like a bad movie? Like, are they just like throwing this relationship in there?" And then when the oh, the seance happened and things yep. started jumping, like I started laughing, thinking, "Mean like, because she's having that reaction where she's like, what the fuck?'" What's well, supposed fuck? to be funny? Yeah, it's a break in tension. Well, you look at it, but it's also like a thing where yeah, like, maybe. man, are they really rushing this whole supernatural thing? And then at the very end of the movie, you're like, "Oh, it was a fucking scam. The yeah. whole thing was her just being like, you just say this thing and just do this." I don't even know what language it is. (laughs) You know what's cool about the language is uh, the language that they used. It's a combination of Hebrew and Anakian. Awesome. Yeah, just very much steeped in actual lore. So again, massive spoiler alert. This is the end of the movie. When the when the dude becomes King Payman, mm-hmm. is that so that's a real story? Payman this, is a very much a real story. And King mm-hmm. Payman is a, a he's the ninth demon in the. Like, Who's the eighth? That actually ninth. He's the ninth. He's actually the. Why ninth. would they not do the ninth then? They called eighth him the is a better Why? number. No, the ninth because it goes really. It, there's King Bael, Duke Agaris, Prince Visago, <laughs> Marquis Samidina. They sound like uh, such nerds. Pres- no, dude, I don't know. They all sound like guys that like getting spanking people, yeah. but hey, also man. being in charge of emo bands. I'm not going to criticize them. There's President Marbus. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. There's uh, Duke Valifor, Marquis Amon, uh, Duke Barbatos, <laughs> King Payman is okay. number nine, and all he's right. followed by President Buer and Duke Gushin. No, <laughs> Duke Gushin, man. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to be Duke Gushin later. I think I've seen a couple of movies he's in. Yeah. I, my question, where do you find that source? What is that from? I mean, that was just from, I went to the Wikipedia page for Payman, and then went to the Wikipedia page for uh, the Lesser Key of Solomon, which the Lesser Key of That's Solomon... That's what it is. Yeah, it all comes from the Lesser Key of Solomon. So all cool. this stuff comes from ancient grimoires. Uh, well, ancient, like a couple thousand years old. But well, yeah, this is all steeped in like grimoire lore that dude, eventually like Alistair cool. Crowley ended up using uh, in the Order of the Golden Dawn. Well, so all this stuff, because King Payman actually does have its roots in back in Mesopotamia. Uh, and that's another cool thing is that cool. originally King Payman was a female goddess like a lot of those Babylonian gods were. Oh, that, and that's what they started in the film Yeah, too. and they started in the film and that eventually was uh, turned into like more of a, a male thing as the patriarchy started getting more of right. you know, started really like getting into the gods and all that and all the female gods were sh- you know, pretty much switched. scuttled. Yeah, all the female gods were scuttled and switched cool. to, to male gods. Uh, so this whole like King Payman thing is like he's I the, uh, he's a, a lord of hell, very, very loyal to Satan. Uh, and and is like a he's, got, he's, he's like a, a Stephen Miller. He's a king. <laughs> he's like a king. Uh, he's a king of like knowledge. Like if he and he's also kind which of which is what they bring up in the in yeah, the movie about yeah. the idea they use him to be the idea is to give them knowledge and ultimate power. Right. Yeah. And I gotta say, 
just the middle-aged front bodies in that. Oh, just powerful. Well, yeah, because Wonderful. that's what all magic users look like. Yes. You no, realize, was great. Did was you it? realize that that was the group therapy Group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I got, yeah, yeah. That I was got the that. therapy. Oh, it was shit. all a setup. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't notice that at all. And actually, yep. uh, Carolina noticed. She went and saw yep. it again. She noticed like a cool detail where a lot of the shots have six objects in them. So Ooh. it's like, yeah, so these like weird things where it's like 666, like that's all over the movie where it's like very, cool. it's not obvious, but she started like counting shit and noticed a lot of the shots had exactly six objects. You know, everything that was done in that movie, regardless if you liked it or not, you can't say it was a bad movie because no. it was shot great and it was intentional. You yeah. know, like so many, I feel like a lot of horror movies just, they end up like, I don't know how to end the damn thing. And they just sort of like trail off into whatever. You know, but also the success of Get Out was the same exact thing. Yes. Is it was hunting yeah. for a theme and it, and it expressed right. an idea that was unique and using horror tropes and themes and being super entertaining at the same time. Where it's like hereditary not only showed a lot to do, had a lot to do with magical uh, ritual, which was really fucking cool the way that they folded all that in. But also it was about these weird family themes that were... Uh, uniquely expressed my fucking takeaway was that the movie was about how the grand like it's essentially a movie about uh uh narcissistic matriarchs and that the grandmother was a did not get so the love that she wanted from her own family enough to to her satisfaction that she joined a cult that then made her a queen of it and then she sacrificed everybody that wasn't a part of her vision of what her life should be hug, which is what the whole family was about like, hug your mother just go yeah. hug your mother because you never know when she's going to flip, join a cult, put a massive curse on you and your family. And then you lose your daughter and your son, really. Uh, yeah. And you have to saw your own head off, <laughs> which that's horrible. Yeah, and I, do, I also thought like when I saw the ants, remember that movie Joe's Apartment? Yeah, it was so stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bunch of cockroaches in it, right? And there was a cockroach handler that brought all the cockroaches. Was there someone who just like, I got the ants. Yeah. Like, I'm the ant guy who goes to all the Hollywood sets. Because there are like rules. Yeah. You can't hurt the ants. Yeah. Yeah, no, those are actors. Those are actor <laughs> ants. Those are actors. Yeah. You can't hurt those, and they come in big buckets. Yes. And so, like, someone's just like, this is what I do. And he probably makes like 300,000 bucks a year just bringing the ants. Oh, yeah. Ant handler's a big thing. <laughs> yeah, all those bug guys. Because yeah. when you meet the world of bug guys, but it's a problem. They're yeah. always wearing like safari hats, and yes. it's always the same. A lot of netting in their clothes because like, Sometimes my cast, that's what I call them, my cast of ants. <laughs> they get into my bed and make everything all squirrely-whirly. Because you also have to get willing ants. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. They have to be able to do it on well, camera. Well, as far as like the themes go in the movie, like it could also be you know a movie about what people are willing to give up for power. Oh, like, yeah. How people are like, because she sacrificed an entire Ooh. family for power. Like, and that's it. Just power. Yeah. And, you know, it you know could also be because it, at the core, it's a movie about family. Right. Like that's it. No matter what the outside themes of that are, like the whole movie is definitely about family. Also got to show massive props to whoever got lit on fire. Ooh. The, oh, when yeah. the husband got lit on fire, I was like, they are really engulfing that person. Like yeah. there was a lot of flames on that dude yeah. right now. And I, forgot that to was stop, awesome. drop and roll too. He just Did stood do there. It. Do <laughs> it. Do it. Although I never, whoever stopped, dropped and rolled. It doesn't make any sense there, it should be done more often yeah, yeah. i feel like to more things yeah. i feel like there's that's a really good response to a lot of dangers where you could just stop <laughs> drop and roll and people will know what you're doing it's a good way to surprise yeah. a mugger it's you a hit him like the bowling ball <laughs> yeah well i think that's actually exactly what you did when you were mugged yeah no i just curl? i'm getting mugged that is what you do to survive a bear attack though yeah <laughs> yeah well no what do we know we what? it's a uh, black attack brown get down uh white good night that's how. That's the. And I was. I did that once during the Robert Hansen episodes, and a bear person. 
that I was correct. Hey, all right. Look at that. Oh, another cool thing about the mother that was like a small detail, but also like kind of a nod to actual um, possession was when she said uh, that her mother suffered from DID, which is disassociative identity disorder, which is what a lot of people, that's what uh, exorcism is often diagnosed as. Yes. And I also like when she first came in after exorcism uh, possession. Yes. And after the, uh, when she first came in after the first seance in the house and she comes in, he's like, it smells awful in here. And I was like, the first thing was like, oh, that's demon. Yeah. That's a demon possession. Right. Because like, they always smell like farts. Yeah. Well, she spoke would. to it because that's what the whole, uh, the thing that she told her to read in order to speak to her daughter, like that was a demon summoning. Right, spell. right, right, right. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, yeah. it's cool, man. I like the idea of just a bunch of randos at a funeral. Yeah. That's kind of fun. And Marcus, you need to start meeting more people I because have, we talked about this last night and you need to meet more people. I have enough. I think we're all going to die before you. Yeah, what happens so, if Carolina gets it? What if she gets the demon? What are you going to do then? Get the demon? You don't know. I know she's not going to get Colombian. the demon. She's Colombian. She comes from a, a line of brujas. Yeah, man. And who knows no, what you're doing? She doesn't come in that from office. a line of. I mean, she does. She has been studying. Uh, what is it? Santeria, like really hard That's for the last good, two weeks. That's good, buddy. It's not a good idea. <laughs> Look at that. I wonder if the dog from Sublime's still alive. Remember oh, him? Bradley? Oh, yeah. oh, he was cute. No way. Was that the name? I don't remember. I think it was just dog. Yeah. But it's got to be kind of trippy. Just a bunch of random strangers at a funeral that mm-hmm. you don't know where they came from or whatnot. But I like that they just started the movie off there. And the trailer, actually, I didn't. I only watched it one time with one eye closed because I try to keep it. You were hammered. Um, That's what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, is some kind of film? Is this a short film? Um, but they didn't actually give anything away or not too they much didn't. away. They did a good job with the trailer as opposed to 99.9% of horror movie trailers, which you don't have to watch the movie after you see the damn thing. Yeah, I watched the trailer like a few months ago and just was like, I went to the other room and got Carolina's like, watch this. We have to see this fucking movie. And then I watched it again, watched the trailer again today. And it makes sense in retrospect. But when you're watching it, it's like, what it the doesn't. fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, this, it gives away nothing at all. Why also, are we now in a world, though? Where there in are a world. like in a world. <laughs> well, why are we in a world where there are these like tentpole horror movies? You know I mean, because now every year there's always like this is the good horror movie. Like, usually it's a conjuring movie. Something's either to, so, or that like or a like, James Wan movie. James Wan has been like the tentpole horror guy for years for now. a while, and then but there's also stuff like. Last year, I mean, Get Out was obviously the big one that was the tentpole, and like the scary one was Killing of a Sacred Deer, right? Yeah. Like they always kind of pair one and two, where one's like a super poppy one, and then one it's like Halloween's coming up. There's a lot of people, the Halloween remake is going is being made. I know I'm uh, like quite a, a bit. little bit skeptical, but apparently John Carpenter likes it. And I was talking to someone who uh, went went to John Carpenter's home and spoke with him, and he said he wouldn't lie because he just doesn't care about anything. So he said yeah. it was good. No, so. and, and it's like the trailer looks really fun. It's I'm How excited. Much? Just see what they do with it. How much do you think TSA agents love Little Rel and get out? Like <laughs> that was the, Is there ever a TSA? No TSA is ever depicted properly. Or no, well, which yeah. I think is they are annoying. He That's all I'm gonna say about the TSA. In that movie. Little Rel to it. me is obviously the breakout of that whole movie. He was the best part of it, and he yeah. said that like, yeah, he just gets all he gets is fucking high fives. You should do a <laughs> by the TSA when he goes yes. through. Oh, That's yeah. a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. We gotta make. We fly so much. Yeah, we've got to make friends with TSA agents and pilots. Yeah, because yeah, the other ones the will help part. you out if you do something stupid. Like if you bring some, they'll let you bring your shampoo in. Lil Rel can do whatever he wants. <laughs> he's yeah. a hero. Oh yeah, wow. he's a hero. It's a great movie. That's a brilliant idea. You just worked with him though, so you should do a humble brag. 
I did. Oh, on KB's project. I worked on Kevin's project, yes. but then I was working. Uh, I've, I mean, we've done a bunch of shit with uh, Little yep. Ralph because of friends, friends of the, of the people. people, and he, he's great. He's always been super generous, and they're very uh, like Get Out's a great movie. I'm excited to see what Jordan Peele does now. Yeah, I hopefully it doesn't all just kind of like go up to his head. I imagine there's a lot of pressure yeah. to yes. come up with the follow up. He's got a bunch of like shit in pre pro that he's working on. Well. The only thing that makes me feel like okay about the fact that it seems like a bunch of comedians are making the new Halloween, which I don't love, but Jordan Peele does such a great job with Get Out. And yeah. comedy and horror is very, very similar. Because it's So visceral. maybe it's good. I just don't want it to be like, I don't know. I just, I'm a I don't little want bit it to hesitant. Be cute. No cute. It's no Halloween. Cute. Yeah. And I want Michael Myers to be as brutal as humanly possible. And I don't know. I'm just yeah. a little bit no, worried that no they're going to ham it up. No cute. No winks. No nothing like that. Because that's one thing I loved about Hereditary is like like horror is very much a genre that's really big on homage. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. really big on like reference. But sometimes it can be done in a way that takes you completely out of the movie. Yeah. But uh, with uh, Hereditary, it was very subtle. Like um, a lot of people are comparing it to The Exorcist, which I don't get at all. But what it should be compared to is The Shining. Yes. Because there were a lot yeah. of shots in it that mimic The Shining. Like when they showed uh, Tony Collette with her mouth open and her eyes open like silently uh having like you know that yeah. look of surprise that totally mimics the shot of danny in yep. the shining and then there's also a long panic like when tony collette is like walking down the stairs and walking like across the room i think she's sleepwalking or something mm-hmm. there's this slow pan uh that also like mimics another shining shot i am a little bit pissed off they missed the opportunity to make a earnest uh goes to camp reference with it's modeling clay <laughs> Modeling clay. <laughs> but that's <Eggs> all right. Erroneous. <laughs> what can you do? Not every movie can have an Ernest Goes to Camp reference, although I wish that every movie somehow by law was forced to. Well, I saw, what I like about it. Hereditary is like you can say whatever you want about it, but it had a lot of passion. And yeah, it was it made did. really well. And you can say it's not your taste, but you can't say it's a bad movie. Well, I mean, no. you can say whatever. I mean, obviously, you can say whatever you want. You can be live in the wrong that you are uh, for your whole <laughs> life. You can just sit in a bucket of how wrong you are. Because uh, you're allowed to. It's free country yeah uh but well but it's it also did good with the with the shocks i also saw upgrade this week. how is upgrade oh, i heard that was really fun it's yeah. pretty corny but the kills in it yeah maybe the it kills something else. and I also see hotel upgrade. or hotel artemis was a fucking abortion hotel artemis <laughs> yeah no good the fuck is hotel artemis i've never heard of that I at all no. and i feel like i'm like a little bit aware it's essentially a kmart version of john wick where they mm. went and they did it not to insult kmart because no, also, please John send Wick. I mean, let's be honest. But no, they, they basically took the idea of the assassin hotel hospital okay. and they made a whole movie about it. But instead of like making it good, they made it like really bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Or it was like a 90 minute movie and there's like no violence until 80 minutes in. And it's ah. like, it is a hotel of uh, assassins. Oh, they should be murdering each every other every second. The second the movie starts. Yeah. yeah. There should be action to action How action. How you mess that up? It's just all quirky fucking conversations, and uh, every one of the superstars of the movie needs to have a two minute monologue about their oh. characters, and everything's all about like, yes, but she misses her child. But he, he was saved by her as a proxy child. And ooh, Jeff Goldblum, he's fun <laughs> in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, but he does like, he does good in it for like 30 seconds, and then he's over it. Fucking, uh, what's How his name? How much do you think he got paid for that 30 oh. seconds? Oh. <laughs> I can't imagine. This is another trend that I've noticed too: is the quirky true crime thing. I'm sick of it. Uh, I'm yeah. so Just sick. Just kill of it. each other. It's so it's yeah. It, it, I don't know what they're trying to do with it, but it's yes, it's the like ta- like the assassin that's like kind of it's kind of quirky. It's kind of weird. It's like, not, we're gonna be doing the Iceman it. here in the very near future. There's nothing quirky. There's nothing cute. No, I, it's uh, He's a assassins are shroud of death. Yes, so. <laughs> he shows up. You know you're going to die, and you beg and you scream, and he's like. 
It's my job to kill you. And right. it's like, that's it. And he just fucking kills you. There's no emotion. There's no, like, back and forth. No. There's no the cute. They are assassins. They've gotten to this point. They're at a hospital. I'm like, it's supposed to be, like, it's supposed to be fair game, which mm-hmm. gives it this fucking, it's supposed to be, like, you know, no one gets murdered here. You know, like, that's the idea of it. So uh, then you, what you should be doing is murdering each other because you're to be rules. broken. You're Come on. <laughs> that's hilarious. So yeah. don't go see Hotel Artemis. Yeah. Uh, evidently. Horrible name, I have to say. That's a yeah. terrible I don't want to be, like, a troll here, it's, and that maybe sounds, I would like the movie. But it sounds like a hotel under the sea. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, that actually sounds good. You made it sound that would be kind of a fun. hotel under the sea. A hotel under the sea. Yeah, it's like, a it's like a mer. It's a mermaid hotel. That's Whoa. what it sounds. It sounds like a mermaid hotel. And they have fish sex. <laughs> where it's like the weird fish. And you dick have comes to out. give them an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, you have to give them an opera. Shape Sh- of Water was good. Yeah, I Sh- watched. Oh, I love Shape of Water. It's not fucking great. It's a lot more fucking. Slapping some beans in it than I thought there was going to be that made me really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. me too. I mean, it starts off with a bean slapping. I love it. That's yeah. I was just like hell yeah, man. <laughs> All right, into the next gear. So I thought I was going to be horny leaving this movie. I thought I was going to be filled with wonder. I don't even and know. It was. All right, but also. Beans. Beans getting <laughs> dug out, buddy. It's a Siskel and Ebert episode. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. I just, I want more Hereditary. I'm going to go more see it again. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to go see it again, too. I'm really hoping Rob Zombie's new movie, evidently he's making one. Okay. I really hope it's good. 31 was kind of... Uh, 31, he did a sleep. Uh, uh, he was, I don't know if he was like half in the bottle of a tequila, or half in the tequila bottle, or what happened, but... He hated that movie, and I think he was just mad at us for some reason. He just and I don't know if we made him mad. No, like, Rob, because, just come back. I love you. It's because um, America didn't, like, when he said, I'm making a hockey comedy, yeah. America didn't go, yay! But they, honestly, they should have, because he would do a great job making no, a hockey No, man, I want you to make awesome. horror movies. Honestly, well, I want him to do what he wants I to do. Know. Because when he doesn't want to do it, it's 31. Yeah. So anytime you make an artist do what they don't want to do, it's going to be fucking awful. It's like they're punishing you. Yeah. Yeah. They, they yeah. want to punish you for it. It's like, oh, you, this is what you want. Oh, you want horror, huh? Here it is. And he takes a big dump on your fucking desk. I rescind. <laughs> I rescind and I back away, which I understand. But it's like, I don't, how does, I don't understand how anybody complains about horror. Yeah. No, it's I like, know. I don't know how you, like, I like, that's, the, I will say, but, uh, <laughs> God. Uh, but it's not Jesus. that they complain, like, I don't get why people take horror so personally. Because. But uh, I also don't get why people take anything, anything so personally. Any type of content personally. Like, the idea of, like, The Last Jedi was literally the only good Star Wars movie. Is it really the last I'm going to maybe, I'm going to maybe say it's the only actually good Star Wars I didn't movie. See and, and Except I will, for Empire Strikes yeah, Back. And, and I'll disagree with you, like, I didn't really like The Last Jedi. That no one. Yeah, I don't care. George, well, it's, it's, it's fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get mad at you for that. I'm just. I mean, I did. I did like that's a, like I did like kind of. I took preacher like a little bit personally, but yes. then, but then I uh, corrected myself because I realized how big of an idiot I was being. <laughs> well, because it's a matter. It's and like, then I ended up liking the show. Yeah, you're no. fine with it. It's just whatever. It's just like you either let it segue it in or like I've, I always believe that what we did is that if we didn't like the state of the art we were watching, you go and you make something. You go and you you try to change it for yeah, yourself man. and understand that right now these all of these movies are bloated. And guess what? We're in the middle of a movie bubble. And what I think is going to happen is that that bubble is going to pop. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that they have decided to chart our lives out for us and tell us exactly what the 12 super 
superhero movies that are coming out over the next like fucking wasn't it literally over a decade? Yeah, they've already yeah. told us what the movies are and what we are what we need to be excited by. Like it's a fucking mandate from the government. I mean, I'm kind of excited about it. I like, sure, I like the <laughs> movies. I love superhero. Movies. I love the superhero movies. But I don't understand this idea of like this this huge pipeline of content that I'm supposed to constantly be talking about all the time and all and like and and uh, I don't know like I like about it. it's weird. I like Deadpool too. Yeah, I, I love tell you that. Yeah, Ryan it's, Reynolds. It's just like, with the Marvel movies, it's like okay, so I know like me and Caroline are gonna have like a fun movie experience, like almost a guaranteed fun movie experience every like three six months or so. But Never I feel like when popcorn you shrimp, man. when you are releasing the tension of any sort of surprise when uh, over time, did they really do the the decade is planned out? Yeah, those movies? yeah it's like phase one, phase two, phase three, multiple it, phases. Mm-hmm. It just huh. gets to a point where like, well, what do you have to like look forward to? You have there's no surprises. There's no yeah. like you. It's already locked in. It's already like you've already told me how I'm spending my money for the next decade. Yeah. And by the time I get to 30, 44, oh my when God. these movies are over, I'm going to be dead oh. of the fucking, you know, yep. like, yeah. who knows what's going to happen for now. I can't be planning what I'm doing. No, now. all we know is you got a, you got a bunch of sunburn yeah. on your head. I also yes. don't want to know about, know. I also don't want to know about the movie industry. I'm not in the movie industry. Why am I, why am I privy? Like, why am I privy to Marvel's, uh, like industry plan? For, like, that's a shareholders meeting. That's yeah. not a fucking press release. I guess they view us as shareholders. Yeah. We are shareholders, yeah. and I'm going to reference the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Got to. The only team that will never move. Mm-hmm. Back but, attack. But it's obviously the us football just, is banned. Which is us sitting on a stump, being old men, yeah. yelling at each other yeah. about That's how the times have changed, and they're different than when we were younger. Mm-hmm. That is very true. And, and from a movie perspective... Action movies, anyway, or superhero movies, better and horror. I mean, I think horror is doing very well. I think we're in a good great. spot. I just love um, all except horror. for Hotel Artemis. Evidently, that's not horror. That was technically an action movie that was just just didn't wasn't very good. Mm. But horror, I view everyone as my child. Every movie I see is a little boy that came came out of my penis, and I sit and I think about him, <laughs> and I love each horror film. I think each horror film, special, even the bad ones. Oh right, yeah. I like all of them. Well, I really do. It's so, the most empathetic point of view you've ever expressed, and it's kind it's, of in a strange way. But it's the only one I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like they're really the mo- the one thing where it's like there's the horror can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. It's just like thank you for trying to entertain me. Yes, because for the most part, horror is the bastion for independent filmmaking. There's so much in it. There's so many original ideas still in horror. There Mm-hmm. You can still sell a, a horror script. And the nice thing is you can go anywhere. You can go to outer space, mm-hmm. make it aliens, make it paranormal, make it just a person who's crazy. Like, no. There's a lot of really fun stuff. I still love Critters 4, and we'll watch it like once every couple of years. Critters, critters in space. You know, my favorite Critters. That's critters a, Jason in space. X, when he, you know, you put yep. these people in space and you got a lot to talk about. Critters <laughs> 1 didn't have enough Critters. I'm going to argue Critters 2 had too many Critters. Because that <laughs> See, Critter actually, ball was a little and, crazy. Me and Ben did have a very long conversation the other day about like how many Critters is too many Critters. I like jamming them, the critters in them. I want a million critters. I yeah. like, that's well, my favorite part. I will say that. Because yeah, we never actually got to Critter Planet. Like well, it was like the original Puppet yeah. Master. Yeah. Where they're like, we yes. cut to the puppets at the very end, but the whole thing's supposed to be about human drama. Puppet Master Show 2, just like they understand... Puppets. Just fucking twenty five bucks. Love. And I was like, yeah. is an underrated franchise, by the way. Those it are really so is. entertaining. They're yeah. ridiculous. I like the guy who had the little screw head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Puppet, Puppet Master's underrated. I think I really do think Child's Play is underrated. Oh, uh, ab- absolutely. Yeah, the, they are very scary. You know what else is underrated? The Leprechaun series. I yes. love Leprechaun. Leprechaun. Yeah. 
I'll say whatever you fucking if you told me <laughs> and if you even try to attempt to tell me that Warwick Davis gave gave anything less than 110 percent, 110 percent, I would fucking drag you down into the street and wail on you. All he does, all Warwick Davis does is work hard. Yeah, that motherfucker. Leaves it all on the dance floor. What a nightmare that must have been, actually, the leprechaun. But he chewed up scenery. He's super funny. He's funny. He makes a lot of funny little jokes. He's super evil looking. He runs funny. He's He's good, man. And another space one. Like, had leprechaun in space. space. Mm -hmm. And Las Vegas. Um, Mm -hmm. And Leprechaun in the Hood is actually an almost poignant conversation (laughs) about race. There's like, there is almost an actual conversation about the the problems of the inner inner city life. Yeah, and Leprechaun in Las Vegas, they do hit on gambling addiction and how dangerous (laughs) that can be and how that can really destroy your family and greed. Greed is bad. Yeah. That's also Greed's bad. Well, that's what Critters 4 was all about and most of the alien movies. There it is. Well, Aliens at least. That is true. Yeah. 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 Alien is technically about the dangers of capitalism. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the side story. <laughs> it's just a couple of friends hanging out with each other, and we love you all very, very much. Just jerking off each other just right before we come. That's so, yeah, that's how we always start the show, is we all get each one of us as hard as possible. I thought we then, weren't going to... Industry secrets. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> industry secrets. I forget to not tell all. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Um, social media. Ben Kissel 1, Instagram. Marcus Parks for everything. Henry Loves You. Dr. Fantasty for Instagram. Henry, Henry Loves You on Twitter. Very good. I'm not sure if I'm going to get back on it. I don't know. I, why yeah. would you? Why I would don't you? know. I got back you got out. out. You got out. Yeah, never go back in. Yeah. Don't go back in. Break out. Well, I, once you announce something, then you, have you really, by it. you have to. Yeah. We'll see if it works. Um, anything else? Very good. Hail yourselves, everyone. <laughs> Magoostalations. Triple L, man. Triple L. Triple L. Live, laugh, and learn. Live, laugh, love, love. laugh, and learn. Live, laugh, love. You don't even remember what your triple laugh, L. love, <laughs> live. You now, yes, Guy Fieri, and where he Fieri. is at, like what location he's at at any time. He will never. He will. He won't know. No, no. It's like I don't know. I'm either at Columbus or I'm in I'm Akron. It's the life, <laughs> perfect life. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.